sports and culture show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. I'm your host, The Underground King, Serge Vicente, and as always, we have an amazing episode for you guys. Today, I have a guest, man, coming on, man. It's a buddy of mine, and I'm telling you, such an important, integral part of the culture, especially at Chicago. This guy, not only is he a fa- fashion designer with an amazing brand that some of your favorite artists have been rocking their gear. He's an author, he's an actor, he's an influencer, and all around, he's an all-around dope dude, man. Let's go ahead and bring on the owner of Greavy, Corey D. Williams, Corey DeMond. We're going to bring the man on the show. See what it do, brother. Welcome to the Fight Podcast, man. I hope I I did you justice with that intro, man. I did. Man, it was all love, bro. It was all love, man. I appreciate you. Absolutely, (laughs) man. Well, bro, first and foremost, man, as always, welcome to the show, bro. Um, Let the people know, man. Like I said, I I let them know a little bit about you, man. Um, But um, please, introduction, like, who is Corey DeMond, man? And, and, And again, why are you so important to the culture? Ah oh, man, I can Corey tell. Him, I can tell him that if you want me to. Don't worry, I can tell him why you're important. I got that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, man, I'm just a uh, young black male from the west side of Chicago trying to find his way. Uh, wasn't given any handouts, so I tried to create my own lane. Uh, started off as a model, transitioned to acting, uh, always was into fashion. Uh, started styling, and you know, the modeling transition to styling. Have my own thing and then decided to create my own brand because I was tired of people capitalizing off my influence. Absolutely. And I created my own, created my own brand and everything else just trickled down, man, honestly. Well, look, man, you have to tell us about Gravy, man, because I know I said we have the, you know, the, the style of kid, we have all that. And now we have, you know, Gravy, how it's continued to progress. And when I first see it, obviously, I, we see the zebras. I, I thought Freddie Gibbs right off the bat. As <laughs> as I, I peeped it. But, man. I was doing it before Freddie. I know. I was doing it before Freddie. Way before Freddie, man. So let us know a little bit. Why, Grievy, why is it? Why did you pick that specific for your brand? All right. So my logo is a zebra, mm-hmm. one. and But it's a, a specific zebra, which is called the gravy zebras. And the gravy zebras are known as the imperial species of the three. So it's three zebras. It's the mountain, plain, and gravies. So gravies are like the most closest to related to the horses. So they're an imperial species. Uh, I try to make feel like us as black and brown culture. I feel like we imperial. We we influence the culture more than everyone else does. Uh, I feel like we we're like you know I, we're very prestigious. As myself, I feel like I'm very prestigious. Um, and uh, zebras' fingerprints are like I mean zebra stripes are like our fingerprints. So no one zebra is the same. So compare. The imperial, the prestigious, being the number one of all, I just made that to, you know, into clothing, into me as African-American one, and just to create dope, unique pieces that's rare, that's, you know, with gravies that are in danger, so it's not that many of it. So create pieces that everybody can't get, right. you know what I'm saying? And it's like everybody's, like, we all, like, different, but we all great. I love yeah, that. Just to be unique and cool. That's super dope, man. It's yeah, true, yeah. bro. And you do have such unique pieces. It's funny. Right before I had you on, I put the post up on our social media. If you guys haven't checked us out, obviously we're on the Fight Podcast. Check us out on all social media platforms. But we put it online. We said you were coming on the show. Dude, I had three people hit me up. 
Yo, I got some of dude's gear. Yo, my boy, I'm people, people sending me pictures of them wearing your shit. Literally within, oh, that's dope. dude, literally within 10 minutes of me posting, I had three really? people shoot me a line, man. So your stuff is fly. It is extremely unique. So that works with that specific impression, man. And one thing that's really interesting now, especially with the day and age, everything that's going on, obviously, socially in our country, you, we're seeing individuals and people really talking about black brands, right? And, and, and really going out there and right. putting money and time and energy. Because all of us, we, we want the Gucci shit. We want everything. But at the end of the day, we have these yeah. designers that are that are like us that have these incredible brands. Speak to that a little bit. And the, the 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 we're starting to see the growth in that in our communities, and the importance of it. Right. It's but it's what it, it, honestly it just they is coming back to where everything began. Like it wouldn't be these high designers right now without us, mm-hmm. without our creativity. Like they, they basically just culture vultures. They're taking what we grew up in the culture and making it high. Absolutely. Like now. Like few years, like uh, let's say ten years ago, you go into the high, the fifth floor sacks or whatever, you go in the men's section, and it was all suits mm-hmm. and cutting. So I don't know. Now go to sacks right now. What you gonna find? T-shirts and fucking hoodies. That's it. <laughs> but now the t-shirts are five seventy-five and the hoodies are a thousand dollars. Like come Crazy. on. It, it, it's it's so nuts that that happened, and, and uh, the fact that they're going out there and they are being culture vultures and taking it. Um, for you, being someone who's in the forefront of that, you know, partnering with companies like Jameson, for instance, you gotta throw your plugs out there, man. Y'all here partnering with right, dope right, companies right, right, right. and doing that, and, and especially within Chicago. Chicago is mm-hmm. especially for black fashion. I think people ain't giving it. People used to talk about Harlem and shit back in the day. Fam, look at we the Yo, influencers that I we always had. Always had issues. You know what I'm saying? So, so speak. I always had an issue with that too. Please, please tell me. Tell me. Come on, man. Just speak up for Chicago. No. I love this shit. <laughs> nah, nah. Because I just feel like everybody just be dead glad New York, and it's just because basically our whole life, everything the mag, like the magnifying glass and the camera was on New York, and it was like, yo, New York created this. They created hip hop. They created fashion. They created this. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. But niggas out in Chicago get W too. Like a lot of stuff that you know, what I'm saying, just because they had the camera on at the time, you can automatically say, "I mean, I started this, mm-hmm. or I created this word, or I created this." Like, nah, man, because a lot of moms used to come to Chicago, try to take our stuff, and then go out there and then be like, "Ah, I created it." Right. Just because the magnifier glass was on it, that's just my perspective. Mm-hmm. Of course, like my influence is yes because of New York, because that's all we had to see. Right. If all you, you know, that's all we saw, bad boy, Thanks. bad boy era. The whole it's to get jiggy J. Like, everything was down magnified, but and I was I looked up to the 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 the, the, the gangsters, the, the street niggas. That's that's who influenced me. That's yeah. where I get my style and my swag from. Then it became when I started watching TV, it then it became the bad boy, the whole mm-hmm. black leather era, the whole black and white videos and everything like that. But man, Chicago, we got our own style. Mm-hmm. And it's and it from from you see what Ye doing. You got Yay you know with Gap you now. It? You have, I mean, think about Just Don. You you got all, all these dudes from Just Don, Jerry Lorenzo, Fear God. Everybody has Chicago influence, Chicago roots, man. It's let's be honest, yeah. be honest with me, man. Do you feel like, especially with black culture, is Chicago the fashion capital of black culture? Fashion capital of black culture? 
Man, honestly, I I I feel like we're I feel like I feel like we up there. I don't I don't really pay attention to where because you really don't know where everyone is from. Facts. People Facts. originate, you know what I'm saying? You can say we know Chicago, but mm-hmm. you can have these marks from the birds. <laughs> half these people like Yeah. <laughs> you know, half these people grew up, you know what I'm saying, moved, grew. So you really don't can't say Chicago. Mm-hmm. But our Chicago culture and what we stand for and what people what that made them. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. So your 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 style. So your style and everything. You you say your influence and your style comes specifically from, like you said, it comes from the city itself. Um, but you also yeah. have your notes from other things, yeah. Like I always say, like my brand, I define my brand as a street class brand. Mm-hmm. So it's street and class. So you got the the street version of it comes from the projects, Henry Warner projects, the Rockwell projects. Like from the west side of Chicago, you know what I'm saying? Then you got the Michigan Ave, Oak Street, mm-hmm. that type vibe. So it's like a blend of both. So I call myself street class because I was I was culture. My mom was able to, and when I was young, take me out of town, take me downtown. But I also I go to my grandma's house in the projects. Mm-hmm. And you see the the, the street, the, the heavy, whoever that was the man at the point in time, you look at his style like, yo, that ain't fresh. Hell yeah. And coming from him. From any from any kid, a gangster, whoever, and tell you like, yo, man, you got style, little nigga. That's that's like that's everything. That's everything, everything to a kid. Fact. You know what I'm saying? Like that because the gangster, the gangster was the ball player. Yep. Now and that's why everybody want to be the game. That's why everybody want to be street because that's that's who was the number one plug. That's the biggest influence in black fashion. I feel like is the street is the streets. Dude, I love that man. And and, I, that's, and now you have people like yourselves, right? You're influenced from that. You know, you're doing everything that you're doing in terms of, again, you, you, you're, 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 you're an actor. You've been on all the big shows in Chicago. Um, you, not only are you doing that, you're also an author. You're, you've written a, a children's book that's done amazingly well, brother. Please, what was, what got, first of all, talk about your children's book. What got you to do that? Well, as creators, man, like what's crazy, the children's book was written before everything. Okay. The children's book was written when I was like in my beginning stages of acting where I wasn't booking, I, I wasn't like, I didn't book nothing yet. Probably big. I was doing like small little you know, indie work and stuff right. like that. And I was just transitioning and it was at my lowest. Mm-hmm. I was working actually at a, a daycare facility when they, cause niggas was and broke. Like the car had broke. Car, yeah. My car had broke down. Like my whole crib flooded. It was fresh when I was working from Nike and oh, all man. my shoes was flooded. And I had like two pairs of shoes, like a pair of ones and some J's and some, the car shoes and some, it was trash. Like my shoe game was trash. Oh. Everything was flooded. All my shoes was flooded in the basement. And Damn. I had a car and this girl I was cool with at the point in time. I was like, yo, you should go, you like, you, you cool with kids, go work at this daycare, mm-hmm. it's money. So as a creator, when you in that environment, you soak up everything is in that environment. So I wasn't who I was yet, but I was still myself. Right. So in that environment, seeing the void, like in fashion, we see like, how I create, I create what's missing in my closet. So when I'm in the classroom, I created what was missing in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And what missing in the classroom was books. One, that would, that kids see a book that looked like them. Uh, two, some of the books that they were reading was not, it wasn't for them. It was like, you're trying to, most Disney books be like 20, like thousand pages with mm-hmm. thesis statements on each page where these kids' attention spans is not long enough right. for them to understand what's so we got to like read the pictures mm-hmm. and like describe the pictures so they can 
Um, yeah, definitely comprehend what's going on. All those words, right? Reading all the words to them, it loses them. Mm-hmm. They gone. So it was a book that we used to read to them every day that they kind of like memorized just off me reading it to them every day. And then coming from where I was raised, my mom used to always tell me like I shouldn't have to have to tell you things twice. Why do I got to tell you things twice? And I found myself doing the same thing to the kids. Like, yo, why I got to tell you things twice? And then just being the creative person I am, it's like, yo, I should write a book. What? Like, never even thought about writing a book, but it was like, that's some fucking I'm thinking, I'm broke. When you broke, you just think of dope ideas. Man, like, seriously. Like, the idea came out of nowhere. Dog, it, so it, 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 it just breeds creativity, man. That's amazing. Yeah, man. So it just came to me, man. It took me like five minutes, literally. I went in the bathroom on my break, came back, read it down. I sent it to my sister and she was like, what? <laughs> this is genius. And But it took me six years to publish it, man. Dude, so, it took me six years because you couldn't. Go ahead. So now that you're an author, man, you're, you're an author, you're you, not only are you being someone who is is an influence in terms of like the influencer status, right? We're, we're doing things with fashion yeah. things, but you're actually sitting there and influencing a younger generation with doing shit like this, which you were writing the books, actually trying to enrich their minds and giving them somebody that they can look up to and relate that looks just like them. That's powerful, man. Right, right. That's so dope, bro. Mm. You do, first of all, like, dude, yeah. salute to you for doing that. Like, that is, like, I don't think enough <laughs> people understand that. And, and again, we all see, like, the fashion and shit. Like, I, dude, I have to sit mm. there and commend you for that because not enough people are actually spending the time and taking the time to actually pay attention to the youth and really help out, man. Yeah. Um, for yourself, being an influencer, being a role model, man, does, does, does that do you carry that with you on a day-to-day basis like do you feel that at times like man i'm people are paying attention to me. um i'm i i'm you can't I it's, it's hard to say like someone say i'm very humble yeah but i am because i feel like it all gonna be taken away from me uh at any moment like i just i really work with my head down because mm. sometimes i don't even understand i don't know how my my influences until how much I have influence I have until I drop something and it sells out in minutes or I see people I don't know wearing my stuff or like I walk in they be like yo you know that gravy dude I was like yeah yeah I know and they be like what <laughs> or like little kids like I go to schools and they be like oh I got that book at home and I was like you do that's or crazy. it's like little stuff like that you be like dang and like I never just get content and get comfortable in that moment. I just try to go harder because I have a vision of where I see myself, and it's like it's way it's way bigger than where I'm at now. So it's like it's almost more work to do, but it's definitely humbling. It's like I'm honored man, to even be in this position because, like you said, it was it was a time when niggas was real broke. It was time when people stand at the crib with your moms. It was time where you was like, I ain't dating nobody because I ain't got no money right now. Or it was a lot of those times. So it was like. Man, it's there. like you definitely got to look back and see where you came from. But it's definitely sometimes you got to, I have to realize like, yo, be thankful for that moment you're in now. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? It helps you be a better person going forward. And yeah. Well, how about this, man? And, and that's and that's a, such a beautiful way to look at it, man. And again, I don't think enough people would take their time actually and, and, and objectively look back and be like, this is what I've been doing. This is how I'm building and I got to pay attention to where I'm moving, you know? Um, we, we talk right. about Chicago a lot. We rep Chicago. We both from the West Side. 
uh, I'm humble, you know what I'm saying? We're all the, all, you right. know what I'm saying? We got to throw the Puerto Rican somewhere. They put us all in humble. Uh, yeah, I love Puerto Rican. Yeah, I went to, <laughs> to school with all of them. I'm a homie. You know man. what I'm saying? Hey, you know, so, so you know, in my butt, man, being black and Puerto Rican, man, I, 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 I get in where I fit in, you know, but... Uh, Hey, I, I I say I say Puerto Ricans are just high yellow niggas. That's all we are, all man. We <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tell people all the time, man. They just dropped us off and they just dropped us off first. That's all it is. Too early. Y'all just y'all just got off the bus early. Y'all got y'all was early, man. That's all that was. Hey, hey, we and still you know, family, man. Facts. And you know what? I always talk about people too. And people from Chicago understand this, and people from New York understand this also. We Puerto uh, Ricans mirror the black experience. Everything from hip hop to everything, Puerto Ricans, we were in the black neighborhoods. So that's why there's, right. there's such a connection with the two. It's because, dog, we've been in the same hoods forever. We grew up together. We listened to the same music. It's a beautiful, you know, uh, synergy between the two. It's a good blend. Like, I, like sometimes like I see people, like I had an argument with one of my homies the other day because one of my guys, he, he played ball and he, he black, yeah. right? And he uh, ended up dating a Puerto Rican, like married. Yeah. And they were like, ah, oh, he, he, uh, he's dating a Puerto Rican girl. He don't like his shit. I'm like, yo, y'all got to realize if you was raised how we were raised, we went to school where it's majority Puerto Rican. Like your neighborhood was have like Puerto, Puerto Rican. Yes, your family is, but you can't, if we in school, this is who he, that's what he knows. Right. It's not, it's like he didn't went out and go find nothing crazy, but you know what I'm saying? It's just, I, I was, I'm not trying to defend the situation. I'm just saying like, yo. This was something that he, this is since high school. Nice. It's not nothing that he just like, I'm going to go find something foreign or whatever. It's like, no, she from the hood as well. <laughs> it's like, like she's not like, yeah, oh. Hey, hey, uncles, just, uncles and brothers, the same complexion as us. <laughs> Everybody. Right. You know? and, then, and when you know her for so long, dog, you forget she's Puerto Rican. It, it, and he's like, oh, dang, she is. Yeah. It like, because she is, it's just like we never, when we growing up, we don't even see color like that. But as you got older with the times, it's like, dang, it's all right, I gotta stand over here with my team, and you gotta stand over here. It's like everything is separated yeah. now, everything's so sensitive, especially nowadays, so man. Argument, I was like, especially nowadays, I feel like yeah. everybody makes everything is so polarizing, man. And, and and I think more now than ever, we, what you say. we all got to like come together, especially the black and brown folks of all kinds. Can't be out here fighting each other. You know? Right. They tried. They definitely tried to split us up not too long ago. Again, like, what? Recently. You can't even go. They say, don't go to Humboldt area. I'm like, what? Hey, my, my, my custom, my, my, my homie Tino, I get my custom. I got to go to him. <laughs> That's my tailor. <laughs> I gotta get over there. I can't go to Tino. Straight up, Tino's over there. Um, so let me ask you this, man. In, in terms of, like I said, everybody, you said it in the beginning. In terms of fashion and stuff like that, we look at Chicago, but then people tend to go other places. Um, is 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 the is there a reason? Do you feel like people end up going other elsewhere? You think, or do you think people can actually strive being in the city of Chicago, especially in your, like I said, with fashion? Um, you know, fashion, entertainment, music, everything like that. For you, is this something that you feel like I can stay here in Chicago and thrive? Um, I would say Chicago would definitely be my foundation. Uh, I definitely would want like a hub or like a uh, flagship store in Chicago. Thanks. Just our strength of, our strength of, it's just me, man. I feel like I said, I, if you can thrive in Chicago, you can thrive everywhere. Thanks. Um, but the fashion capitals, 
you know, it's just the showrooms and everything is definitely uh, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of celebrities and uh, everything that goes on is usually be in New York and California. So you got you got to definitely want to be in with the end. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like because uh, everything is either West Coast or East Coast, right? Either either film or either film or theater. You know, what I'm saying theater, you want to go to New York. Yeah. Film, you want to go to LA. Fashion, you want to go to New York, but you could go to LA too because everybody lives there and all the events happen there. So it's like you definitely don't want to be stuck in one city, right? You, know, you definitely like Chicago. Yeah, you can. I can definitely eat here. Mm-hmm. But if it's if we're talking about wealth and you're talking about expanding, you just can't just be in one place. Well, see, and, and that brings me to the next point. What do you see the future of Grievy and the future of you know your career? What is the future of that? Like, is it the expansion? Is it partnering with other people, or is it just continue just with the grind and building your own fan base? Honestly, uh, man, I, my goal. My ultimate goal is like mobile, mm-hmm. being this in like entertainment mobile. Like, I okay. be like the Diddy's, the Pharrell's, Russell Simmons. Like, that's my ultimate goal. Like, okay. when I first started years ago, that would always be my ultimate goal to have to be that Corey mobile. Like, that beside my name, mm-hmm. wherever it consists of, and wherever industry it where goes. And of course, film is my. It's my heart, fashion, nice. my life. So it definitely it will be everything in one. Like I want gravy to be the Lacoste, the you know the Polo. You know mm-hmm. I definitely want a, a brand that transcends generation to generation. Okay. You know, well, and just, I love that too. And I'm sorry to cut you, but speak. I want you to speak to that really quick. You have done an amazing job of building a brand. And I think mm-hmm. people don't understand how difficult that is. I mean, even myself, I'm sitting here, I'm trying to create a brand with the Fight Podcast and the Scrappy Hour. I remember when you first we, started, when we first dude. met up at the, the, the was it ice cream spot? Or nah, like yeah, it was, man. It was, uh, the, it was, it was, and you know what it was? Cupcake spot. Yep. Right? It was, and you know what, bro? Yeah. That was three years ago now. That was three what? years ago. Yeah, dog. I've been doing this for about three years now, fam. Hey. We we have uh this is our two you you are our two hundred and twentieth episode my brother. Man, salute to you, you on know, that, bro. I appreciate That's you, dope. man. Dog, ah, we out here vision. <laughs> Well, and, and again, bro, and that's why I want people like yourselves, man. Because yes, this is a fight podcast, but it is a combat sports and culture. You, my friend, are a mm-hmm. part of the culture, and that's the thing. The culture and fighting is always intertwined. It's always come together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and, and again, bro, we gotta get we gotta get fighters rock and gravy, man. We gotta get we you got know, to, man. What, what's up? We like, what am to. I gonna see that in the? What am I gonna see Deontay Wilder rocking the gravy fit, going to a cage, man, to the to the to the to the, to the ring, man? What's we, up? We gotta get we those. Just, at we, me. Just, we just spoke into existence. So now it's in the atmosphere. Now it gotta happen. There it is, man. It gotta happen. So for you, but branding, building your brand, man, um, how do you go about building that and creating a brand? And what advice would you have for individuals attempting to do something like you are? Man, you, you got to have some type of um, a vision where you want your brand to go. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, like, like my vision never, it haven't, te- it haven't teeter-tottered, it haven't went nowhere. It's always been the same since I started. Okay. I wanted to be 
like my my idol was Sean was 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 Puff. Yeah, yeah. And my man wanted to be the mogul. I get it. That's a good one to have, man. <laughs> right. So I literally took took uh, Bad Boy like Sean uh, Combs like his whole business plan or uh, proposal and like remade mine after it. And then um, I always said I wanted to be the Black Lacoste. This was day one. This was I always wanted to be like the, like Puma. I want I want to be what Nike was in the beginning. I want to be that for my my generation. Like I don't I don't see like in the future I want to create a sneaker, and you never know that my first endorsement might be a ball player. It might be somebody like that's what Nike started. That's yeah. where the car started off. They playing, you know, with the alligator on the first tennis mat. Like, everything started from that one thing. And I feel like with Ravy, it's, it's the same way. So, you have, you got to have a vision of where you want to go. And then you work backwards. And you got to fill in the void of all the steps take necessary to get there. But if you don't have a, if you don't have an angle, if you don't see where you want to go, you're going to be going everywhere. You're going to be, some every time somebody presents you something, you're going to be like, oh, I want to do it. But if they're online with your goals in the beginning and you're and you building your foundation, it's going to get rocky. Absolutely. So you definitely got to have a sturdy foundation. Definitely everything has to mean something to you because this is your child. Right. Your brand is your child. Like your fight podcast, this is your baby. Your baby oh. is too, like, you know what I'm saying? What, two, three years old? Yeah. And and you ain't going to just give your baby to anybody. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going <laughs> to feed your baby anything. Right. Yeah. Fact, you can't just like, hey, bro, run, run, my, run my podcast. No, because they ain't gonna know how to do all the the, 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 the in everything you do. They don't know mm-hmm. how to run it, how you run it. So that's what the beginning, like, yeah, you gotta have a proof of concept. Mm-hmm. Make sure it works. Like people will go out and just do everything big, like man, it takes baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, man. So always for, learning. How how has it been in, in, in that case again? Because you've been doing this for years, years on years. You've been building this and doing this. How have you been able to stay focused and continually, you know, evolving and growing your vision, you know, throughout time? Um, has is it just a, a something that you from the beginning I knew where I was going, this is it, or is it something that really has evolved with the ebbs and flows of everything? Uh, one gravy grows as I grow. Mm-hmm. If I don't grow, my brand not going to grow. That's just number one. Like that's just it, it. I am my brand. Like I am. Like how I am, like you said, an influencer or like you model doing that stuff. I am, I am what I do for everybody else for myself. Mm-hmm. So as long as I'm growing, my brand is going to grow. That's like, I mean, that's that's more. That's the most important, one important thing right there. That's amazing. Uh, I, what, what, yeah. What was the no, other part ahead. of the question? Uh, in terms uh, of like, no, it's all good. It's just, just like I said, you answered it, man. Just keep him focused while. You know, because all of us grow and, and change and things like that. And, and I can even tell from when you and I met, which, shit, it's six, almost seven years ago now. You know, wow. dog, seriously. <laughs> That's just nuts. <laughs> you know, so being able to, yeah. you know, you know, grow in, in ebbs and flows, I've seen that already, you know, myself into where it is now and to seeing what you're doing, you know, with Jameson. In fact, speak to that, man. What you what, what kind of things do you what else do you have in the works, man? We see you working with Jameson and doing different things. Explain what you're doing yeah. with them. So uh I'm the culture manager for Chicago for Jameson. So it's a, a program where they chose uh two influencers to each city. Right. 
uh, to rep the rep, uh, Jameson Martel Avina. It's under the Pernod Blends, and we're doing this like uh, culture managers uh, program. And we just, you know, we're given a chance to show the culture through our eyes for each of our cities. And it's, it's been it's been a blessing, man. It's been definitely an honor working with a spirit brand. It, a lot of doors open, opportunities, you know, some things you can do, meet up different like-minded creators. And it's just dope, man. I'm, That's, I so, that's so fire, yeah. man. Uh, being able to see... You know, you associated with a brand like that it is a really, really awesome thing to see, man. The um, first time I saw you bust it out, man, I had to go to my, I don't even drink, but I was like, I think I got some Jameson in this motherfucker somewhere. <laughs> I know I got some in here, bro. I gotta, gotta rep it, man. Uh, in fact, uh, like I said, one of these days we had to bring you on the Scrappy Hour, which is our weekly uh, our weekly Instagram show, man. And what we do is, uh, is, 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 is fights, convos, and drinks. So if we ever get you on there, man, we got to have you on there to talk about, you know, some Jameson, talk about some fights, yeah, talk about sir. some music, you know, say we got to sit there because like I said, I, I'll bust it out, bro. I'll hold it up, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I got to. Let's do it. That's what it is, brother. Well, look, man, uh, we're going to get you out of here with a couple quick hits, man. And thank you again so much All for joining right. us on the Fight Podcast today, man. Um, I appreciate it, you, man. Absolutely, bro. Okay, so. If someone was to sit there and look at, to, to know Corey as an actor, if they were to mm -hmm. take any of your performances, which one should they watch? Hmm. Any of my performances, which one should they watch? I'll say them first at Chicago Fire. One, it being my first time on TV. Uh, in a row, my first role was a, I booked uh, Chicago Fire episode four. 415, 416, I think it was. And it was two episodes. And it, yeah, it was, that was my first time. So I'm sending them straight to that. That's what's okay. So they take that out. Yeah. Um, next hit fashion. Out of the fashion brands, not named Grievy, black owned. Who, who do we represent? Who should we sit there looking like? You know what? They're okay too. Aside from your own. Side of my own, I'm going to go with. I can go with. I go with with Dan, which is close to me, and I go out. Uh, I don't do the clout based thing. Uh, okay. One of my close friends, he got a brand called uh, it's Ron Louie, oh. and he's he's one. Man, he's shorty. He acts, you know, for real. Nice. Like I'm real, <laughs> I'm real excited for everything he do. Like this, I feel like every time we do something, I feel like I won. So. Uh, <laughs> Ron Louis is one. Uh, it's, it's a brand called Killers in Chicago. Okay. Um, they 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 doing anything. Uh, man, he got some of everybody. I, I I love everything that's going on in Chicago. You got what? Killer that shit. Love it. Junkie. Sweats by Stool. Rich. So, uh, who I can think of right now? Uh, my man is Blake. Uh, Sir and Madam. Joe Fresh Goods, uh, Vita Morte. So, St. Alfred's. I'm rocking one day shirts right Saint now. St. Alfred's. <laughs> I'm rocking one Classics. day shirts right that's now. A, that's a Chicago staple. Man. Uh, <laughs> man, that's, uh, right now, it's off the top of my door right now. If I miss anybody, that's my bad. But those, Signature you know, piece I, for Grievy. Signature piece that people should cop today. If you jump on your website right now, what should they cop today? 
Just grab. A, I, I just say just grab a gravy lo- gravy logo tee. Just grab a gravy logo tee to start with. And Actually, you, I'm gonna I'm I'm grab one this week. I have to. Yeah, I have to get one. And when you get and you, and you see the love you get from the brand, man, you you know it's it's just the beginning. All right. Okay. So, so uh, music wise, what are we listening to right now? Man, I'm an R&B cat, but I have been listening what are we to. Talking about man, me too, brother. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm an R&B dude. I, uh, uh, Black. It's like however you pronounce it. Black. He just yeah. dropped something. I've been rocking with that. Uh, Dirt. Definitely. I've been rocking. Shot Town Stand Up. We know it. Uh, he he get cold in every every album. He does. Uh, Lil Baby is my favorite artist right now. Uh. Shorty, I, I'm not a hood trap doer at all. I'm raising a hood. I'm not early hood. Yeah, but yeah. But when baby <laughs> plays music, nigga, I be can relate. Next, <laughs> it's an artist. In, it's an artist in Chicago, man. Young TT, one of my favorite artists. Uh, this cat called Goody. He's okay. dope. Um, music. Uh, I have a, actually I have a playlist because uh, I've been writing a film. And okay. I use this playlist just for inspiration. It's called like, Always Love. Mm-hmm. And I just listen to this a whole bunch of R&B stuff from back in the day to Jody Seats to Summer Walker to Usher to... Uh, hey, yo, Summer Walker has some... Brent Fias. Brent Fias to everybody, man. So I'm a, I'm just a lover of just R&B, period. That's what's up, bro. There it is, man. Well, look, Corey, bro, um, where can people find you? Please give us all your plugs right now, man, so we can send them all your way, man. Uh, honestly, man, Corey underscore Demond, spelled demon. I'm not a demon, but my mom <laughs> had it. It's how she spelled it. Corey underscore Demond. You can find my brand, Always Gravy. Gravy, G-R-E-V-Y-I. Always gravy, G R E V Y I. You can get my right. my uh, my my children's book at Justin the Good Listener, and that's at on all Instagram, Facebook, website is Justin the Good Listener. Website always gravy. There it yeah, is. There it is, that. man. Uh, hey, we got more books coming, man. Yeah, I'm writing book number two. Um, finna get finna send it to the illustrator in probably a few weeks to get to start on it. Hopefully, it'll be done by the next school year. Holiday, so. Well, dude, when that book comes out, bro, I would love for you to come on the show and talk about the book if you haven't, if you could, man. That'd be amazing. Man, you know, I already know we family, baby. There it is, man. Well, see, brother, I appreciate your time, man. Yo, Cordman of Gre- uh, Gravy, just, what was it? Everything. How you said? Everything. Got all Justin's the stuff. A good Justin's a good listener, unlike Serge. Uh, <laughs> so much more, <laughs> man. Brother, thank you so much for joining us on the Fight Podcast today, brother. We'll talk super soon. Yeah, baby. All right, brother. Take care now. All right. Uh, there he is. That was the man. Um, Corey. Look, Corey's an amazing guy, man. I'm so blessed that we were able to get him on the show today. Um, if you guys have not already, let's get just me on the screen. Um, if you haven't already, like I said, check out Greavy, man. Always Greavy on Instagram and everywhere else, man. Look, man, uh, another great episode. I'm always going to be here, man, not just to give you guys all the the, the best fight news, but we also have to talk about the culture, man. I want to highlight amazing people doing amazing things. And Corey's one of those people, man. He's out there, you know, really doing, you know, the the work, influencing generations, everything from doing kids' books to sit there and and, and marketing and branding spirits, a huge company like Jameson, man. You got to show love to a dude like that.
All right. Uh, with that being said, uh, that has been episode 220 of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. Um, keep your eyes and ears open, man. We have so much more coming on, man. This week, coming up on the Fight Podcast, we also have um, an amazing, amazing, amazing standout from LFA. We have pro fighters coming on. We have not one, but two pro fighters coming on this week. We also have Wednesday. As always, remember, each and every Wednesday, we have the Scrappy Hour. The Scrappy Hour is our weekly talk show. That is 7 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Man, check us out directly on the Fight Podcast Instagram page at the Fight Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, uh, www.thefightpodcast.com. Follow me, the Underground King at Serge Vicente. Make sure, like you said, check out our amazing guest this episode at Corey underscore Demond at Always Gravy um, and so much more, man. As always, love you guys. We'll see you next time right here on the Fight Podcast.